Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan With Intention. And I'm Cre- <laughs> Who are and you? And I'm Corrine. Oh, I was going to go for it again. <laughs> And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some headlines, so stay with us until the end for excess baggage. We have an excellent episode for you all this week, and it is about representation companies. We're going to see some minds being blown. Yeah, because when I first learned about them, on it was a call with Masters and Travel. When I first learned, learned about them, I really... Did not could not believe that this was a tool that was available and I wasn't using it. So I remember being on that call. I was messaging Kareen and I was like, we have to do an episode on the Tin Lounge with rep companies. Yep. So this week we have Dave and Andrew on from KAI, which is a very um, well-known rep company in the industry. And listen, guys, if you know what a rep company is already, don't at me, okay? Because I didn't know. <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty of advisors who are way smarter than I am, but we wanted to bring this conversation to you because we feel like it's such an underutilized tool and it's such a great way for advisors to really elevate their businesses. Elevate is the right word. It is a resource that you may not know existed. And even if you did, you may not know exactly what representation companies can do for you, but we hope that by the end of this episode, you will. Before we jump into the discussion this week, we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to TravMarketMedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. Welcome to the Tin Lounge, everyone. This week, we have Andrew and Dave from KAI or Cartagena Associates, and they are part of a representation company. And one of the reasons why we, Karina and I wanted to bring Dave and Andrew on this week is because we realized that a lot of the travel advisor community, they don't understand what representation companies are, where they stand in the entire process of booking travel. And so because of this, I would love to have Dave and Andrew do an introduction of themselves and also the representation company that they represent. Sure. Thanks so much, Teresa. Really appreciate you guys having us. Uh, so I'm Dave Cartagainer, uh, president and owner of KAI, or Cartagainer Associates. And we've been around since 95. I think we're one of the older rep companies. I know a lot of them are sprouting up all over the place. Um, but it's pretty much our job to make sure you know about our incredible clients that don't have a full-time salesperson or presence here in the U.S. market. And conversely, make you guys look like rock stars for your clients because we act as a liaison between you and your clients and then our partners overseas. So that's a super high level simplification of it. We're going to really dig into it a bit more, but thanks for having us. I'm Dave and this is my yep. colleague and good friend, Andrew. Yeah, and I'm, my name is Andrew Finn. I'm the business development manager at KI and I've been with the team for, this is my seventh year I'm going into. So uh, it's not quite as long as uh, KI has been around, but it's a great place to be and doing a lot of fun work in the industry, which is awesome. You definitely are. So I was telling you all before we came on here to record that I've been selling travel for 15 years and I only just discovered or even heard of a representation company in the last two or three years. And I'm a little bit 
bitter about it because <laughs> now that I understand what they do, um, it's really all I want to do now is reach out to different rep companies to be that liaison that Dave was just describing. Can you tell us a little bit about the types of exactly what the services are or that liaison, liaison relationship? What do you specifically help with? I'm going to let Angie jump in that, but I just want to point out that you only don't know about us because you're hiding in central Mexico down there. You're tough to find. She <laughs> used to live here in the U.S. of A. So. I, I've only been here a little over a year. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, it's not uncommon uh, that people haven't heard of a rep company or don't know how to utilize us. And it's too bad because reps offer phenomenal value to travel advisors, Truly. travel sellers. Um, yeah, it is absolutely incredible. Um, and, you know, we're not a new thing, as Dave was talking about earlier. So from the from the eyes of a travel advisor, you know, like Dave said, we're here to help with everything from educating on a, a destination or educating on a specific property or product um, to, you know, I have a family that's traveling and they want to be in this city. What's the best family property? Well, it's our job to kind of know all the different properties, not just the ones we represent. So a lot of what we do is to help guide you in your conversations with your clients. Um, and then on the flip side, so let's say that you're the owner of a, a boutique and this really awesome safari lodge in the middle of Botswana, but you don't have the you know, the financial resources or the staffing to have a full-time um, sales team in the U.S. or wherever it is you want to reach out to. Um, so you'll hire someone like KAI uh, to do that and go around and talk to travel sellers in that region on your behalf um, and act as an extension. It usually works out to be uh, much more cost-effective for you and often uh, just a, a better way to go because we know so many of the key players in the industry. And, and I think one of the key points Andrew's mentioned um, that a lot of people don't think of or aren't aware of, yes, of course, we're always looking out for the best interest of our partners or our portfolio of clients. But at the end of the day, we want to make sure you excel and are providing the best service for your end consumer or traveler. So if you pick up the phone and call KAI or a lot of the other reps out there, it's not just KAI, we're going to give you advice and point you in the right direction. Hopefully it will end to our portfolio, but quite often it doesn't because I don't want to point you to one of my clients if it's not the right fit for that specific booking because you'll never trust me again. Um, so we're, we're always going to kind of be honest and open. And if we don't think it's the right fit to stay at one of our properties in India or South Africa, we'll tell you which one is a good fit because we probably know it as well. Such a great resource. Yeah. One of the things that I realized and the, and the reason why I you know, started looking more into representation companies. And I think Kareen is in the same boat is we're part of Masters in Travel, the um, community that our friend Whitney Schindler, um organizes. And she had an industry think tank session where she had multiple representation companies come on and talk about it. And I remember being on the call and I didn't know what to think as I'm like, you're telling me I've been in the industry for five plus years. And this was a resource that I had at my disposal and I did not know about it. And if you're anything like me and you're on social media and you're seeing, um, you know, travel advisors, you admire going to these really boutique and intimate hotel properties or, you know, working with a particular DMC and you're like, how did they know about that? You know, how did they know to go stay in this one really cute hotel in Paris? How did they know to use this one DMC in Ireland that you've never heard of? It's because they have a great relationship with a representation company who can put them in touch with those smaller companies. And I think one of the things too, I remember being on the call is representation companies also help put together fans to give 
hotels and DMCs the exposure that they need to travel advisors. And that's something I wanted to add, though, because I think uh, if you do know about representation, companies are a little bit, they might think it's just for properties, but it's not. It's also for DMCs. And that's a really important thing to know. Yeah. And to even expand upon that, yes, maybe our portfolio consists of properties and DMCs, but because of what we do and the nature of our job, we know tourism boards, we know airlines. So even if it's not in our portfolio, we can point in the right direction. If you need a contact in a country where we happen to have a property, but you don't need anything at our property, we're still a good resource for you. Um, we, As I said, we want to make your job as easy as possible and to borrow one of Andrew's favorite lines, make you guys look like rock stars for your clients. Um, but yes, doing FAMS is a huge part of that because quite often we represent lesser known properties or destinations, and that's why they need a rep in the market. So we would love to expose that to the travel advisor because there's no better experience than seeing it firsthand, sleeping in the bed, tasting the food, meeting the guides, and then you can come home and sell it so much more successfully. So obviously uh, the last two years with coronavirus has thrown a wrench in some of our plans, but pre-COVID we were doing anywhere between 10 and 15 FAMs a year. Um, and KI specifically, our portfolio is all long haul destinations or exotics, if you will. So all of our partners are in Africa, Asia, Middle East, or South America. So when we did FAMS, I mean, they were proper like 10 day trips doing incredible experiences, not like three days at a hotel somewhere. Um, but we were doing 10 to 15 of those and we are going to, we did one last year and we're going to start to ramp it up again this year. Now the borders are opening. Yeah. And just piggybacking on what you were saying earlier as well. I love the fact that in general, most rep, rep companies do look after many of those hidden gem products. Um, you know, it's great. We we personally look after one that's uh, Travel and Leisure's number one hotel brand in the world, right? Very well known brand. But we also have a property in the Velkavogden Game Reserve in South Africa, and I'm sure no one knows where Velkavogden is, but it's this incredible, incredible five star property that you really wouldn't find any other way. So, reps um, just add such an important. Um, role in, in helping where your clients go. And early in the pandemic, you know, we had this thing where people didn't understand rep companies and how they came together and how they helped. So we actually threw a virtual party called Rep Fest that was highlighting reps and showing the industry the value of reps, um, just to remind everybody that we are there as a resource for you. And we can add uh, an incredible amount of uh, help to what you're doing. So is RepFest something that's going to be an annual event from here on out? Or was that like a one or two time thing because of the pandemic? Now, we are definitely bringing it back. You should be seeing an announcement. I'm not sure when this is going to air, but there'll be an announcement pretty soon here. Um, yeah, so there'll be uh, another RepFest coming in uh, April of 2022. Oh, my gosh. It sounds amazing. Don't worry, guys. Karine and I, we will remind you. <laughs> <laughs> This is actually going to air tomorrow. This is a news-based podcast, typically, so we have to be very current. Perfect. <laughs> There's not a, not a big turnaround time. <laughs> so, well, that's a first announcement. Then. So <laughs> you're making the first official announcement because we'll probably put it out sometime next week. You heard it here on the Tin Lounge, everybody. So mark your calendars <laughs> in April 2022. That is so exciting. And I remember seeing st something about RepFest and I was just, I personally, when I saw it, I thought it was only for representation companies. And I'm like, I don't think it's something for the travel advisor. And I didn't look into it some more. And I feel like I should have, because I feel like I missed out on a really, really great virtual event, but not this year. This year I'll be there. Excellent. Yeah, we'll take you for sure. Well, something um, that you were saying earlier triggered uh, a thought to me, which is that Especially now, and you know, I've been doing this for so long, but so much has changed about my business in these last couple of years. Relationships are more important than ever. We are all 
nervous about the experience that our clients are going to have when they travel. Um, we don't know what to expect anymore, right? There's no like suddenly vetted reviews of places post pandemic popping up everywhere. Um, so the idea that we can create relationships with representation companies and people like yourselves and that, like you're saying, if, if something I have isn't the right fit, I'll try to point you in the right direction. You clearly understand the value of relationships. And so this having that kind of a resource as an extra layer of backup when we're planning travel is a huge. It's huge. With, I'm so with, excited for anyone who doesn't know that this is available to find out. Yeah. And just having us as the direct line to the property, you know, yes. um, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, every rep company operates slightly differently, but I think for the most part, anyone you would work with the good ones, they're working with smaller properties where either the owner is on property or the GM is accessible 24 hours a day on WhatsApp. So God forbid something goes wrong. It is travel. Things do. We do have hiccups from time to time, but knowing that you can get me on the horn in the same time zone or within a couple hours and I can get on the horn with someone in Vietnam or wherever they may be and get you an immediate update on this situation or make sure there's a nice bottle of champagne in the room as soon as they get back after the transfer was messed up or whatever it might be, you know, we're that extra level of security and peace of mind when you have clients traveling with someone who has a rep here. And to take it a step further, when we bring a new partner to the market, whether it be a hotel or a DMC or whatever, you know, we do a lot of pre-vetting um, because we're putting our name on it. So they're under our portfolio. That's my reputation with the travel advisors that we built this relationship with. So even if you've never been to a place like Israel, but you're looking for a DMC and KI now has a DMC in Israel, you better believe they're going to do a great job for your clients or we wouldn't be repping them. Yeah, vetting is huge now. Even pre-pandemic, we saw a couple of companies go down that were pretty unexpected, and poor Teresa got slammed with one of them. She had a bunch of bookings. Um, yeah, PTSD. <laughs> and then also, the other thing is, is that people are looking for more unique, those little gems. Everyone's like, YOLO now because, <laughs> you know, they've been trapped for so long. So knowing I can just give you guys a call and, and say, what do you recommend for this destination that not only YOLO, but um, bragging rights we mm -hmm. see a lot of. There's people who straight up say, I want to go somewhere my friends have never been. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It, it's gone from keeping up with the Joneses to running past the Joneses. <laughs> yes. Yes. What is your recommendation for a travel advisor who has never worked with a representation company before? What is your recommendation on how they can create that relationship with a representation company, whether it's KAI or someone else? Pick up the phone. <laughs> yeah. Give us a call uh, or shoot us an email. Let us know you want to learn more. I, I swear when like 90% of what we do is education. It's just updating on destinations, on properties, on DMC. It's just education and having good conversations. Um, it's one of the reasons I absolutely love my job is I get to talk to really awesome travel advisors from all over the country all the time. Um, and yeah, let's just start from scratch. Um, there's a new person I met actually as well through the Masters in Travel community. And we had a call one week, just introduction, 20 minutes. Hey, this is who I am. This is my background, who you are. And a week later, she said, hey, do you think we can now like dive? I really want to learn just about your Africa. Great. Let's learn all about Africa. And we went through our portfolio property by property, DMC by DMC. And now we have another one scheduled for Asia. So um, the 
conversations can happen, however, um, but it's most important just to reach out and let us know that you're there because there's a lot of travel advisors out there and not too, not as many uh, rep companies. Yeah, without a question. I think once you start reaching out and speaking to different rep companies, you'll get a sense of the type of people they are and the type of products they rep. And some might mesh better than others. You know, um, not every advisor is going to love our entire portfolio because we are so focused on the exotics and smaller properties. Um, and that might not be the best fit, whereas other rep companies might have more big brand hotels or be more Caribbean and Mexico focused. And that's where your business is now. So yeah, pick up the phone, speak to a bunch of rep companies and see who you mesh with. I think we're all pretty darn cool, but um, <laughs> there's going to be some that you might have favorites. Um, but yeah, I think just engaging, you know, drop us an email anytime and let us know what you're interested in. I think one of the biggest um, things that I was confused about when I first started on the think tank call with the rep companies was where in the process does a rep company come in? Like when do I reach out? And I think Andrew, you had answered this question really well. I think it's like when you get an inquiry and you have the relationship with a rep company and you know that, you know, you have an exotic inquiry like Africa, for example, you know that KAI represents them. And so this is your opportunity to reach out to Andrew and say, Hey, these are the specs for the inquiry who do you recommend? And I think knowing where rep companies come in in the process was so helpful for me to, to just get started. Yeah. And in all honesty, reps can play roles in a bunch of different parts of the process. Um, but certainly we get that one a lot, especially if it's a destination an advisor is unfamiliar with. And, you know, we can say, all right, let's jump on a quick, you know, half hour power call and get you through the conversation you're about to have with your client. Let's make sure that you're fully prepped. You have all the right talking points. So you're not looking like a fool and, and then you're able to sell the trip. Um, so yeah, reps can play a, a lot of different roles, but certainly that initial inquiry and kind of walking through what an itinerary might look like based on uh, the client's needs and wants and what they've done in the past and what's been their favorite trips, all those kind of questions, we can help you, you know, take maybe a couple of weeks off of the planning process and narrow it all down. Yeah, that, that's a big one. But even if you're using Africa as the example, since you brought it up, even if you're an Africa expert and you know exactly where you're sending your clients and you put together the itinerary, they book it and they happen to be staying at one of our safari lodges or hotels in Cape Town, drop us an email, let us know their names if they're celebrating something special. And again, we'll have a handwritten note from the GM waiting for them from you and with a bottle of bubbly or whatever it is and make, again, you look like you care even more about your client. Um, so yeah, we can help you in the planning, but even if you know it, we, we can help while they're on the trip. Um, so throughout the whole process. That's I was just thinking that coincidentally, I dropped a template freebie this morning on my Instagram for Travel Biz Boss. That is a supplier inquiry. That's like a fill in the blank. This is, these are who my clients are. This is what they're looking for. These are their must haves. This is what they've done before. This is their comfortable budget. Um, that would work great to reach out to a, a rep company and say, this is what I need. Can you help? Cause then they'll yeah, either definitely. say, yes, let me direct you to this or no, this isn't a fit for anything, but maybe you could try X, Y, Z. Absolutely. And we have advisors that send us full sheets like that PDFs with all every detail in the world of their clients and other ones that maybe have not done as much homework and it's a little harder to figure out. But uh, yeah, reps are there to help with it all. And we have kind of a template as well. That's like a bare minimum of information we need if it's an inquiry for a DMC overseas. Because as you know, if you send an inquiry, you're going to get a response probably tomorrow. And if that response is say, hey, I now I need XYZ, now you're looking at 48 or 72 hours before getting a proposal to your clients. And you know, these days, that's not going to cut it. So that's the other benefit of having us in kind of the similar time zone, where if you send it to us first, we'll be like, hey, we also need this piece of info and this piece of info. 
then flip it on and you'll probably have a proposal tomorrow instead of it saves you that back and forth on that extra step in the planning process. That's wonderful. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the bridge? Because that is another great resource where especially those that are listening right now who don't know anything might want to go check it out. So the bridge, um, I guess it all starts again when the pandemic happened and I'm not very good at sitting still. And I was forced to sit still for now two years. Um, so RepFest came out of that again, bringing reps together to show the industry just the value they bring all these and all the, the benefits of working with reps. And from that, I, you know, a lot of people were saying, this is so great, but it's two days, it's three days. I want something that's all the time. You should start a consortium. I, the last thing in the world I want to do is start a consortium. So that was not an option. But I did understand where they were coming from. And I do think there was a lot of value in having a, a more of a permanent 365 day a year place that you can go and get information that you can reach out to a rep, know who's the right contact for a property or a DMC. You can find sample itineraries or find trip reports that you can go see that webinar because that the refurb was just finished on that property and you really want to see what it looks like now. A place where all that could exist in one spot and not make you reach around going through a billion different hoops just to get all the information. So the bridge came from that. And now we've been live for just about three months and we're still learning what it is, uh, which is awesome. I, I love that it's, I hope always will be a work in progress. Um, but yeah, so we created this space that advisors, um, rep companies, and then all the suppliers that are on here are from the vetted rep companies that we've allowed on the bridge. So there had to be some kind of vetting of, of what you want to do. And, and we decided, well, you know, we know the reps that we like, that we trust who they are. We trust their portfolios. Let's have them on and let's have their clients on and, and see what the community thinks. So Dave, I don't know what else you want to add on top of that about the bridge. Go ahead and drop the mic. You just crushed it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think it is a, it's a collection of reps that we know have good portfolios and do things the right way and showcasing their portfolio. And as you said, the smaller boutique properties you may not know about otherwise. And I think one of the driving forces when Andrew and I started talking about it was I hate that the biggest budget or the deepest pockets has the loudest voice. And that's far too common in our industry. So we're trying to find ways for the little guys who maybe have just as good a product as the guy you hear about every single day, um, but they don't have the marketing budget to reach you wherever you are. And that's already kind of what a rep's role is anyway. And now we're just magnifying that times 100 by bringing the bridge and bringing together. And I think everyone agrees, if nothing else, out of the pandemic has come immense collaboration, which is a key to bring the industry forward. And we just want to help steer that collaboration ship and that's what we've been doing by creating the bridge and the response has been exceptional. But as Andrew said, it's continuing to be improved. I mean, we're trying to um, change it as we go and just make sure it's fulfilling the needs of you guys as travel advisors, but also the suppliers on the other end. Um, we, we don't think anyone is going to use the bridge for all of the tools we're providing, but we hope you find one or two tools that we give you and you say, hey, this is awesome. It makes it worthwhile to spend a couple minutes every day or an hour a week or whatever it is because there really is a lot in there. So that's my only warning. If you haven't been on and you log in, be ready to get lost because there's so much cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then just to kind of put a cherry on top, the, the bridge and all that it offers, you know, it isn't meant to compete with your existing partners, right? You're a part of the masters and travel community. That's great. It seems like there's a ton of value. Stay in there. I think you're both affiliated with different consortia, right? So if you're getting benefit, out of it, stick with them. That's incredible. That's what they're there for. The bridge is meant to be another tool in your toolbox, another place that you can turn to get trusted information that might not exist in those other places. So meant to to complement and not compete. It's a yes and. 
Exactly. (laughs) Where can travel advisors go to access the bridge? Is there a website they can go to? How can they find where the bridge is? Yeah. So right now you can just go to travelthebridge.com. That's a a landing page. It tells you a bit about the bridge and it requires you to just fill out like a five question questionnaire, just who you are, IATA, that kind of thing. Um, And then within 24 hours, we'll get you loaded up on the bridge and you can explore from there. And the other cool thing about it is it's not just a desktop platform. Some of the other similar things in the industry that we've seen that offer some of the services that the bridge does is a great website or a platform on your desktop. But then as soon as you're away from your computer, you don't have access to it. Whereas we kind of spun it and created an app that's the same exact functionality as the desktop version. version, And I think it's even better. I think the app is exceptional. Um, So you have it on the go. It's always in your pocket. Um, And the bridge, we should mention, it is 100% free still currently for anyone in the industry that's interested in being on it. We will begin charging in due time, um, but it will be a nominal fee just to help us with the the hard cost of running the thing. And one of the cool things is we'll we'll give you another kind of scoop is that RepFest RepFest will be held on the bridge. So the bridge is going to host RepFest this year. So if you become a subscriber on the bridge, you'll have automatic entry into RepFest. Whereas we used to charge tickets for RepFest for the two or three day event. Now you'll have 365 days on the bridge. And one of those benefits is attendance at RepFest. Love it. That is so exciting. I can't wait. <laughs> and I didn't know about the app. Like I'm on the bridge, but I didn't know about the app. You so didn't? after this recording, I'm going to be downloading it on my phone. <laughs> the app is excellent. Anywhere in the world you are, you can bust it out. It even tell you the best bars, restaurants, coffee shops. It has a lot of great functionality. Oh my gosh. I didn't even know that. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> Teresa and I are doing some good travel this summer together. So maybe we'll have to give you some shout outs. Oh, just, we will certainly be giving this coffee the shop recommended on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. What, what, what trip are you most looking forward to? Oh my gosh. It's well, so she's already to been to Europe post pandemic. Okay. I haven't. So I'm about to lose my mind next month, but then, <laughs> Then we're doing Croatia on one trip and then immersive France on another. So, so excited. Excellent. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. What would you say are some of the best practices for travel advisors to work with rep companies? Hmm. Um, Good one. Share honest feedback, whether it's good or bad. Um, especially if it's good, I will ask is too often my phone only rings when there's a problem. And I'm sure you get the same from your clients. It's just the way of the world. Um, but honestly, and, and I'm speaking for my supplier partners, there is nothing that makes them happier than me forwarding, even if it's a two sentence email with great feedback that came from a client or how easy it was to work with their res office to confirm this booking or anything. But on the other end of the coin, if, if something goes wrong, please make sure you share that because I'd rather hear a complaint and allow us to address it um, than not hear from you again because you had a bad experience. And also it's important for us as reps to know that um, so we can communicate with our clients because part of what our job is as well is preparing them to work with US-based agents. As you know, Americans travel very differently than other nationalities. So if we have a client in India or South America or wherever, and they're used to dealing with clientele from Europe or Russia or whatever, we want to help them make sure that they can cater to the American clients. And a lot of your feedback is helpful to express to them what they need to be doing um, to excel in this market. Yeah, and I guess I would only add something that Dave touched on earlier, which is 
Anytime you have clients staying at a property of a rep, just drop the rep a line. It's not going to hurt. It'll take two seconds. And there's a very good chance your clients are going to have an even better experience because then we'll, you know, pass that on to the GM or the owner or something like that. And you do get that, you know, chocolate covered strawberries or, you know, the bubbly or whatever it may be. And the, the other thing too, and this one, I can't speak for other rep companies, but I know at KAI, the culture is we will do anything to make your job easier. So if there's ever a time that you have a request for Uganda and you don't even know where it is on a map and you would feel more comfortable if I'm on the call with you as your partner in Uganda, I do that, I'd say weekly for advisors. So, I mean, it, it needs to be an, a real lead and someone who's seriously interested, but we're happy to jump on the call as like your local partner in a destination or you know, to kind of help you and boost your confidence on closing that sale for them. Um, and that goes a long way. And I mean, I, I've had advisors take advantage of that from time to time and they, they just can't thank me enough. And they usually end up closing if it's a place you're not too familiar with. I would need yeah, that. And- if I got a Uganda, <laughs> yeah. don't worry. <laughs> it's an incredible place. So I'm sure your clients would, would end up booking at the end. And just kind of a tangent to go off of that is just, this is true of KI. It's not true of every rep, but all of the DMCs that we work with are B2B only, meaning none of them work directly with consumers. You have to be a travel advisor, a tour operator, a cruise line, something in the industry to be able to book with one of our DMCs. I I, I stumbled in this industry and I fell in love with it and I'm not going anywhere. So I think it's so important that we take care of each other. And that's one of the big ways that we can do that. Um, so, you know, when Dave said he'll get on a phone with you and your client, if it, like a, a, if it's an absolute must, we need help with the conversation. Absolutely. But never fear that one of our DMCs would ever try and reach out to you, one of your clients, which unfortunately does happen from time to time and may be even more so after this pandemic. Yep. That is so good to know. And I love, you know, Dave, when you said like, we try to make your life as easy as possible, because I think right now, a lot of travel advisors are so swamped, whether it's getting back into the swing of things after COVID, trying to figure out, okay, what are the travel restrictions? Oh my God, I knew what they were last week. Now that's completely different. So being able to have that resource to make our lives easier is just, I don't know, like, I feel like I can't do business any other way now. If it's going to be too inconvenient, I'm like, no, there's going to be an easier way. I'm not doing it if it's too challenging. And, and that's, um, I mean, outside the rep company, but going back to the bridge, I mean, that's one of the things that that's meant to do as well with the click of a button. We have like COVID updates and information there. And even if it's not the destination you're looking for, I'm sure you can go to our industry partners or supplier page and find someone in that destination. They can drop a quick email to and get whatever information you need. Yeah, it's a huge tool. So anyone who's listening who has not already joined, you need to go immediately immediately and join. <laughs> if not sooner. I'm very bossy. <laughs> like yesterday, you should have been there yesterday, but we'll take today. Um, what are some of the trends that you're seeing as rep companies in terms of travel trends, in terms of anything that you know the general travel advisor or consumer might not know is coming up? I mean, shorter, shorter booking times, uh, definitely for our destinations, especially, you know, we focus on the longer haul, so it might not be true of Caribbean or domestic travel, but people are booking way closer, like calling up sometimes I want to go in two weeks. Um, whereas, you know, a safari to Africa used to be eight, 10 month lead time. So our clients are definitely um, noticing that quite a bit. I definitely see that. I'm working with one of the KI represented uh, DMCs for Dubai for next month. And it's a large trip. It's from here to Dubai and they're doing it for over a week. And it's less than, you know, three months plus that usually people want to have like to mentally grasp the fact that they're going to such a faraway place. So I a hundred percent see that. 
Yep. And, and I do think um, the, the private group travel is coming back stronger and quicker than I thought. So extended families or pods of friends, whatever you want to call it. I honestly thought like the couples and like the small family groups, like three, four packs would be way ahead of it. But we've seen definitely for safari requests, without a question, some South America, larger groups of friends. So everyone knows each other, but um, I wasn't quite expecting that to come back quite so soon. And then definitely a little slower paced itineraries. You know, Americans like to check the boxes and go two nights here, one night there, one night there, two nights there, two nights there. Um, that's slowed down a bit, which I'm pleased. That's the way I prefer to travel. Go spend four nights, five nights in a city and really get to know it. Um, and I think people are starting to do that coming out of the pandemic a bit more, which is encouraging to see. Yeah. And I, I think uh, people aren't as afraid as they were. Certainly there's still people that, that have hesitations and reservations about traveling, but I'm also seeing people saying, I really want to get here. I know the country's not open yet. Let's start planning because if it's open the day before I'm ready to go, I still want to be there. So it's really encouraging to me, um, especially, you know, we operate all across Asia and Asia's been shut down largely for the last two years. So, but it's amazing how many people just cannot wait. They're like, do, do you think it's going to be open in May? Cause I, re I really got to get there. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, it's hopeful. Those are good moments in the day. For sure. Yeah. I had some people reach out and they're like, uh, I'm going to Japan in March. I'm like, no, you're not. You're not going to Japan in March. <laughs> I wish. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, ma'am. Unfortunately not. Although Australia uh, gave us a good surprise yesterday. So I didn't think they were going to be like, okay, two weeks, come on in. So yeah, Maybe Japan will surprise month. us in another I month, know, too. Right? Ugh, I, I can only hope. I remember yesterday when I read the news about Australia saying they're reopening to international travelers this month. I read the headline out loud. My husband was like, wait, you're telling me they were closed this whole time? I'm like, yes, where have you been? And that just goes to show that don't assume people know things. I was just assuming people knew what I knew. Yeah. And tying this all together and bring it back one last time to the bridge, uh, Dave and I actually jump on every morning at 10 a.m. Eastern, and we do something called the morning report. So for uh, anywhere from five to eight minutes, right? Nice little short snippet there. We kind of go through all those emails that you get in your inbox and usually just delete really fast. Um, all that kind of, not spam, but the, the newsletters and that kind of thing. But we go through those, we pull out all the information that is relevant, that Australia is opening. So today, this morning, we talked about Australia opening, Malaysia announced a reopening. Uh, Dubai gave stats about how tourism is coming back. Um, we talked about uh, COVID mm -hmm. e easing regulations in, in Greece and in um, Portugal. Portugal. So you know, those kind of daily updates, things are changing so fast. Um, so that's a great resource to be able to kind of be up to speed for at least how something is at the beginning of the day. No promises. That's how it is at the end of the day, but at least you'll be all set at 10 a.m. Maybe that maybe Andrew could come on and do excess baggage for me. Yeah, I think he could. <laughs> In every he'll, he'll episode, the, I do a quick news reel. Unless nice. we're traveling and can't do it that week. Yeah. Well, we'll talk yeah. about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> you just jump on the bridge and morning reports live on forever. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you both so, so much for joining us on this recording. And I want to give an opportunity to both of you to, if we haven't discussed anything that you really want travel advisors to know, please let us know before we sign off this week's episode. I, I want to ask everyone to keep an open mind. Um, I know a lot of travelers don't have open minds and some destinations might scare them, but I think to Andrew's point, people are more ambitious to go and more ready to explore and have that YOLO mentality, as Karen mentioned earlier. Um, so don't close their mind, um, challenge them, you know, say, why don't, have you ever thought about here and throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. 
Um, I think people will be more open to your suggestions. And the other thing is not everyone travels the way you do as an advisor. Um, you know, I think a lot of people assume if they like it, it's going to be great for their client. And that is not always the case. So make sure you ask questions, you listen. And then if you don't know about it, you know, educate yourself on it through an amazing rep or through another resource, watch a webinar, um, because that'll help expand your, your whole education and knowledge as well, which down the road will make you better at your job. I love all of that. Agree with all that. Um, last thing I add, you know, it's kind of a life thing though. It's just to be kind to others. Uh, you know, we're, we're in an industry that the best part about travel to me, I, I like staying in fancy hotels and I like seeing wildlife. I like doing all this, but it's always about the people you meet, you know, whether that's the lodge staff, the hotel staff, whether that's the guy that picked you up at the airport and drove to your hotel and you had this conversation that you weren't even thinking about because you just got off a 14 hour flight. The people always make it the best. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people listening to this are probably pretty privileged that we're able to get vaccines, we're able to do things. And a lot of the places that we're traveling to, they aren't. So you can be going someplace where it's only 5% vaccinated. So just be kind to others, keep an open mind like Dave was talking about. Um, let's all just continue to crawl out of this. I love that. Oh, I love that so much. Oh, this is going to be such a good episode this week. I can't wait to edit this. <laughs> Thank you both again. And if you guys haven't signed up for The Bridge yet, travelthebridge.com. And if you're not following them on Instagram, go ahead and give them a follow. It's at travelthebridge. And every day they're giving you like little snippets of news updates. And Karina and I, we're on here once a week. And so to have something daily is so, so helpful because as Andrew said, things are changing so quickly. So go ahead, give them a follow, reach out to your rep companies. Um, where can they find you guys uh, in terms of your representation company? Um, it's kainyc.com. And email is just first name at, uh, it's all on the website as well. Please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you Thank both you. so much. We hope you guys have a great week. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. Okay, it's time for Excess Baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Market Report, Seaborn has pushed back the debut of Seaborn Venture, citing global chain supply chain challenges and uncertainty in near-term travel. Seaborn has pushed back the debut of its first-ever expedition ship from April to July. Another article from them says that Chile has launched a new training program for travel advisors, the program, which is available now, concentrates on three separate segments of Chile, adventure, romance, and astro-tourism. The goal behind the program is to promote Chile to a growing segment of North American travelers looking for different destinations post-pandemic. Travel Weekly reports that Spirit Airlines and Frontier Airlines, the two largest U.S. ultra-low-cost carriers, plan to merge into a unified airline. The carrier said that the combined airline would offer more than 1,000 daily flights to over 145 destinations in 19 countries. Based upon scheduled first quarter departures, the merger would make the carrier the fifth largest in the U.S. behind only American, Delta, United, and Southwest. They also report that Southwest is bringing back alcoholic beverages on February 16th. Beer, wine, and spirits will be made available for purchase on flights of 176 miles or more. An article from Travel Pulse says that two Crystal Cruise Line ships that had evaded more than $4 million in unpaid fuel bills and a U.S. arrest warrant by docking in the Bahamas were seized by federal authorities on Friday night. Another one from them says that Cancun has dropped COVID alert level from orange to yellow and a big boost to tourism to the city. 
Travel Agent Central reports that Aruba has announced the easing of entry requirements for all visitors. Starting February 3rd, 2022, the island nation is allowing travelers to choose between taking an antigen test one day prior or a PCR test up to a maximum of three days prior to traveling to Aruba or the option to travel with a digitally verifiable QR code proof of COVID-19 booster vaccination. And our high note today comes from Travel Age West. Australia reopens to vaccinated U.S. travelers on February 21st. And that's it for Excess Baggage. Just a reminder that all the articles you've referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Thank you again to Andrew and Dave Mm -hmm. for coming on this show this week and just illuminating us with rep companies. And I hope, illuminating, yes. I hope that all of y'all listening, you've taken something away from this episode that will really help your business. As I know that knowing about rep companies has really helped me grow mine, even within the short span of time since knowing about them. Love that. Have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tinlounge.com. We'll see you next week. Bye.